You're listening to The Static Podcast on Static and Distortion. Welcome to the Static Podcast. I'm John. I'm Jason. I'm Jen. There's like no original members this week, except me. I was going to say, it's you. It's me. Yeah. So Robert (laughs) is busy. Um, He just flew in from Miami today, so he's a little tired, didn't want to podcast this week. Um, Chris is taking a break for the moment, and... Jason is on a three-peat here, and Jen, it's been a while since we've talked to you. I know, and I'm so excited because this time I actually have something to say. Well, this is your big week. It is my big week. Exactly. So we we usually just talk about you. This week we get to talk to you, and you get to kind of run this show. Wait, does that mean we're not allowed to talk behind our back? No, we can still do that, too. <laughs> okay. It's totally cool. That's I was going to you can still talk about me when I'm right here. Text me. <laughs> Facebook right. chat like a motherfucker. Exactly. So, Jen, tell us what we're talking about this week. <gasps> this week is the episode that the Static Podcast said they would never, ever, ever do. Not even if there is a fire. It's Dave Matthews Band, baby. Woo! Yay. <laughs> Shrug. <laughs> Jason, you do a really good Robert impersonation just then. <laughs> That's the only reason we're doing this because Robert's not here. He left the keys to the house with me, and I said it was fine. I'm the cool dad. I get it. <laughs> if you kids don't behave, I'm turning this Toyota Prius around. That's right. <laughs> So that's what's in store today, the podcast that should never happen. I can hear the four <laughs> people that listen to us flipping off their computers right now. I'm deleting I, this podcast aggregator from my phone. I yeah. used the static, the static podcast when it was good. None of these sold out. <laughs> one, what, one chick is sitting there at her computer like, man, I love adult contemporary rock. Let's get this <laughs> show on the road. <laughs> Ready for some slow jams and a bad falsetto. Woohoo! <laughs> and that's slow jams with a Z at the end of jam. That's the only way to spell it, isn't it? I guess. <laughs> well, very good. Well, so, hey, everybody. It's time for the news. Ding. Thank you. I don't have a <laughs> ukulele like Robert. So. I have a ukulele. We'll go get it and we'll do this over. 
Seriously. You, you're holding out on me? Now we find out you have a uke? Okay. Take two. All right. Hey, everybody. It's time for the news. That's almost Arr. the right chord, too. That was, that was good. Good job, guys. All right. So I guess I should ask, do either of you have news? Well, I have the only news that matters. It, does it have to do with fish? No, the other band. My um, other. Grateful Dead? The Grateful Dead. Dead and Company have extended their touring slate with some additional runs through November. Um, they're going to Columbus, Greensboro, Atlanta, Nashville, St. Louis, Minneapolis, pretty much everywhere but fucking Chicago. That's uh, weird. Well, it's not weird because, like, you know, they well, just, yeah. But, I mean, they could have at least given us a Milwaukee date. I would have taken my ass up to the Cheeseville. Um, but so, I mean, just for those who aren't paying attention, you know, this go-round is going to be John Mayer with Bob Weir um, and Billy and Mickey Hart and Jeff Comenti, who was on the keys for the Fairly Well. Uh, you know, starting October 29th, they're going to do some Halloween shows, and then they're going to go through New Year's uh, in L.A. at the Forum. Uh, I will not be attending any of these shows, but I will be watching them on my big screen TV with the stream up. That's for sure. So if anyone listening to this wants to come over for a couple of these, they will be going loud and proud. I probably actually want to catch one of these with you. So Yeah, that'll be a good time. I think for sure right now I have in the plans a Halloween party where we're going to do the straight people upstairs and then like the deadheads in the basement. <laughs> So, which works for the Deadheads because the bar and the kegerators in the basement. So, cool. I don't think I've seen your basement since you redid it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it looks pretty much the same. It's just new. Yeah, newer. So, yeah, I'm kind of excited about that. I mean, it's John Mayer's no train Stasio, but uh, we've we've talked about it before. John can John can slay the axe, so I'm sure he'll 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 do well. He's got the chops. He's got the chops. And stuck inside that blues box. But, you know, for someone who just discovered the dead a year or two ago, which blows my fucking mind, um, you know, I'm sure he'll be able to break out of that. Nice. So um, Damon Alburn uh, collaborated with Adele for her new album, which is coming out sometime this fall, I guess. And he called her new material Middle of the Road. Wait, he shit on her after he worked with her? Yeah. His, the direct quote was, and I'm no producer, so I don't know what is happening really. Will she use any of this stuff? I don't think so. Let's wait and see. The thing is, she's very insecure, and she doesn't need to be. She's still so young. So that's that's something. Jeez. That's a pretty hefty dig for somebody missing a tooth. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, Y'all I know, know there's been a new about. Blur album. All but. you motherfuckers, Google David Alburn right now, and you'll see the guy's got a tooth missing. Multi-million dollar recording artist doesn't have a fucking tooth. I know he's <laughs> British, but come on, dude. Notoriously bad teeth. We do stereotypes here. Yeah, but yeah, I thought that was a pretty ballsy move there to work with and collaborate and then go to the media and talk really bad about it. 
is just, man, harsher than harsh. Yeah. Oh, I just can't even. And missing a tooth? Shoot. (laughs) That's alarming enough on its own. That's the icing on the meth cake right there. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's a low one. That's a low one. Look, he's. Mm, uh, is there any other music news? Not really. <laughs> I think we're done with that now. How are we going to end this segment without talking about Taylor Swift? Well, I could give you some Taylor Swift news because you know I keep up on that. <laughs> Yeah, you do. We all know I do. So yeah, I we, sent you. I sent you a special link the other day. Are we going to talk about that? I didn't understand what was going on with it. So maybe you can elaborate. I did read it, but so this is going to be total slander or libel or whatever you want to call it. But on that website, Fish Fantasy Tour that I visit a lot, they were talking about Taylor Swift nudes about the leak. Oh, yeah. So as a 36-year-old creepy old guy, I'm going to stop my conversation right there. Just, that's my music news. <laughs> that might have time. Any uh, thoughts about that, Jen? Are you looking forward to that possibility? About Taylor Swift news? Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a negative. Oh, you know, I'm going to be really. shaking it off. You know. <laughs> I, I was, see what you did there. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> uh, I was, however, listening to another podcast uh, on my way home from work, and they went on at length about nude pictures of Jeff Probst. Uh, not music related, of course, but in the he car. He used to host Rock and Roll Jeopardy on VH1. Yeah, and he. I think he also does Survivor. Yeah. It's, oh, Survivor. that show. Yeah, so I guess he has this this uh, naked picture of himself where he looks very proud, and um, the other podcast guys were talking about like he looks like he he the look on his face is so excited like he just discovered that he had a penis, and so in the car on the way home I googled it and then I instantly wish I hadn't. <laughs> well, I mean that would be something that would be pretty spectacular to discover. I imagine him like standing in the middle of a jungle with all like the fauna around him, just like with his hand on his hip and a staff in one hand, like with his chin jutted out, you know, waiting to find out that final vote. (laughs) Uh, Not. No, it's not like that at all. It's like, (laughs) no, no, it's like him in a dirty room. (laughs) He has hand lines where his cargo shorts were. Does he have all of his teeth? His mouth, it, he's actually smiling, but with a closed a closed mouth smile. Mm. So pursed lips. Per- well, I wouldn't say pursed. I would say in a relaxed, his, his mouth is relaxed. Like and a I also smug look? That Damon Alburn doesn't, he, he now has a gold, I don't know if he was ever missing a tooth, but the in the place where the tooth should be is a gold tooth. Oh, that's that's a fairly recently, you know, that's a new addition. Yeah, not a good look. Is he British? Yes. Yeah, okay. And Mr. extremely, extremely, extremely white. 
And I don't know about y'all, but the gold teeth, I, I, I don't know. You know, I'm just saying. Yeah, he's just like, well, I could just go get a dental implant or... I could get a gold dental implant. <laughs> That's right. Or, yeah, exactly. I could just take a... Yeah, that I, I got nothing. It would be awesome because he's got the money if he put like a diamond like stud right in the middle of that gold tooth. What would be even cooler is if he just fucking got his t- teeth fixed. True like that. A, like a normal human being. Like a real American. American. Why you gotta speak British? Tooth, tooth terrorism. Never forget. <laughs> <laughs> Always remember. You know it's nine eleven tomorrow, right? Yes. We yeah, it's my out. brother's birthday. How'd you guys know? Ah, what my a birthday Saturday. That had in two thousand one. So um, that's it for music news. That's it for music news. Now on to you, Jen. All right. So I always, from the inception of the Static Podcast, I always said that these guys need to do a Dave Matthews Band podcast. And as I said earlier, um, I was met. Honestly, like like Shen said, I think I could have convinced Shen to do it, but there's no way I was getting Glass on board. There was no way I was getting Robert on board. And you know, and I kept, just kept saying. You know, oh, Dave Matthews Band, Dave Matthews Band. And they're like, fuck you. It's terrible. That's not happening. And then they, you know. All valid reasons. Yes. <laughs> he riddled me and then docked me. What was it? Uh, Infinity Dinosaur Juniors? No, you were just a platinum status member of our fan club. Right. You got but bumped wasn't, down to like gold or something. I thought it was shameful, shameful silver. You know, I think you're right. I'll have to have our accountants, you know, go back and do an audit. Yeah. Was it Carol? Was Carol your accountant? No. <laughs> yes. He fired Carol. Oh. Well, rightly so. She I'll was she was, she was only account. she was stealing all the caramel out of the candy jar on the counter. <gasps> Those Werther's originals were gone. And you know how Shen loves his uh Werther's originals. So there? Yeah. Hello? Yes, yep, Jen. Here. Did we lose Jen? <laughs> it's her big moment. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I think we did, actually. Oh, Jennifer. no. Jennifer. She just broke the fourth wall. Now everybody's going to know <laughs> that we're not all sitting in a room together. Oh, I think that's pretty well known, actually. No, it's not. I've had three or four people be really surprised that we're using Skype. They're like, fuck you, you're not using Skype. I'm calling her back. Yellow. Hey. Hey, sorry. Your phone die? No, it just all of a sudden said no internet connection. So, like, you busy right now or anything? Because we got a podcast to do. <laughs> I'm back. Trying to figure out how to call you back, and on the app, I don't, I don't know things about stuff, so I figured so you guys. We were talking about this little-known artist, Dave Matthews. I've heard of him. So okay, you heard of him before everybody else heard of him, right? <laughs> I was, I was gonna say I was listening to Dave Matthews Band before it was cool, but it's never been cool. That's I think it actually true. was cool for a while. Yeah. yeah, that's really not true. Yeah, in the '90s, it was cool. 
I've been listening to Dave Matthews since after he was cool. <laughs> I don't know if there's a way to make Dave Matthews Wait, wait, hipstery. wait. Stop. Hold the phone. Or Is that true? What? That you've been listening to him, like, you started listening to him in, like, 2002? You're a no, nerd. I've been okay. listening to him since 1994. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, me and Dave were tight for, like, 21 years. We're gotcha. cool. Gotcha. I, I, I can... I can uh, <laughs> Listen, I'm not the one who just heard of Grateful Dead for the first time last year. Right. And then got to tour with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, that was actually a funny segue into, like, have you ever known somebody who pretended to be, like, uh, pretended to know something about, like, a, an artist or whatever? I went to school with this chick and she was, she tried so hard. I mean, the poor thing, like looking back now as an adult, I could like, there was a total cry for help, but she wanted so desperately to be cool. And she would basically do or say anything to, to make people think that she was cool. And then I remember there were these other girl, these girls who were like big into Marilyn Manson and, you know, just like, and they, they were a little ahead of the curve on the like pounds of black eyeliner and um, just just emo scariness they were like the head of that so uh these girls were like picking on her you know like that thing where you like egg them on like to make them sound stupid and say stupid things so they were like oh she, she was the girl the unpopular girl was like yeah I'm, I'm really into like you know dark music and blah 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 and the other girls are like oh do you like Marilyn Manson and she's like I love her and then <laughs> that just was like my heart Ouch. broke I died a little bit on the inside. I was like, oh. You were so like, close. So close. You blew it. Yeah, but I just, whenever you talk about, whenever you, you know, you, someone says, oh, I just, I just heard of this band and they're really, really good. And it's, uh, they're called Led Zeppelin. <laughs> and you're like, Dude, oh. that was the Onion article today. <laughs> I know. That was, did you see, did you read that one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did. Good. Um, but that's just kind of what it reminds me of. I'm like, yeah, that's not new. And I mean, props for you, props to you for finally figuring it out. But, uh, yeah, Feist is like, they're a great band, man. You know, like that kind of stuff. Like, no, it's not a band. It's a, it's a lady. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So there's just like that kind of stuff. I, um, my origin story for Dave Matthews is uh, oddly enough my sister, my older sister Sherry um, she was like married and had kids and we were in her minivan that had a sweet sweet CD player in it which is pretty hot for 1994 and uh, she had heard Ants Marching on the radio and bought the CD and we're playing it in the car and I heard Satellite for the first time. And I was just like, I must be part of this, whatever this is. So Satellite was like, I'd heard Ants Marching and, uh, but Satellite just, I don't know, it just, oh, still to this day, like in any incarnation of it, if it's live, if it's uh, studio, if it's acoustic i can listen to it in like every version of it and then that was one of the first songs i learned how to play on the guitar 
And it's just, oh, I don't know. It just wrecks me. I just love it so much. And it probably comes from the fact that I just love that that acoustic guitar. I just love, I love the guitar. And that's why you're such a big fan of Riderless. Right. So, right. so yeah, Under the Table and Dreaming, hmm? kick-ass album, still holds up. Loved listening to it when it was on the playlist today. Good stuff. Totally. Li- Live at Luther, kick-ass album, wasn't on the playlist, should have been, but, you know, whatever. Uh, but uh, now defend everything after that. <laughs> it's on your shoulders. Okay. So I will, st- I will stand by every album except American Baby. No, 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 no. Roll that back. Are you, you're going to stand by every day? I'm not, I'm sorry, not American Baby. Stand Up is the album. Um, yeah, I am. You know, it has the song on there, I Did It, which I think specifically is the song you can point to as where, like, Dave Matthews completely jumped the shark and became a train wreck. Guilty as charged. <laughs> See, and there's something about, there's something about it that I just, you know, in different times in my life, I can, you know, I have this huge collection of the audio of the, the albums. And it's like different times. Like when I was first into Dave, I listened to, you know, like the studio stuff. I didn't like the live stuff. And then don't laugh. (laughs) No, you're, you're allowed to like whatever you like. No, I didn't. I didn't like live music. I couldn't appreciate live music until probably 10 or 11 years ago until I started going to more shows and um, like appreciating the changes and the ad-libbing and that kind of stuff. If Before I didn't like that. I'm like, if I heard it on the radio and I heard it on the album, I wanted it to be that way. Like nothing is really more awkward than going to like knowing all the words to a song and then you go to a show and you're like singing along and then there apparently there's a live version that they do that's slightly different with like a different chorus or whatever they add some different lyrics in there and then you're trying to sing along and you look like a fucking moron because oh you you didn't like the part that made it special for you at that one moment in time (laughs) (laughs) i don't think you'd enjoy a counting crows concert because i think they do that a lot i'm going to one on saturday yeah i know that's why i brought that up (laughs) yeah i have seen counting crows and uh, they opened, or they played with Goo Goo Dolls at uh, Summerfest ten years Sweet. ago. Anyways, but so okay, so I'll go back and listen to like sometimes you. I'll just put my playlist on and I'll just let it go through everything. Like I'll just go into Spotify. I'll put Dave Matthews in, you know, pull up the whole works and just let it just go, you know, all day while I'm at work or, you know, if I'm doing something around the house. And then there are still times when I'll hear a song and I'll be like, I don't, I don't remember that song. And I mean, I will admit that like, I'll skip past, I did it. And, um, you know, there are some songs I'm like, not my, I mean, I, I probably wouldn't listen to it anymore. But there might be like a time when you're in the cars and it comes down and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember the song. I was doing this when the song when I first heard the song or whatever. I remember but, 1998. Right. Yeah, exactly. So everything has its has its place, um, in my opinion. So, I mean, there some some albums are just going to rock you start to finish and some albums 
in a artist's timeline or in their discography or whatever, you're going to come across a few where you're like, that that wasn't great. <laughs> you know, well, I'm like, I, I'll fans, listen to it. Fans say, need to grow, right? They need to change. It's art. Art needs evolution. You know, with DM, with Dave Matthews, it just seems that when they went for that shift, that seasonal change, it's like they forgot their roots and what made them interesting. Instead of growing and expanded, they changed to something less than what they were. It's like instead of Dave's intricate strumming patterns and acoustic rhythms, it was all of a sudden this mesh of electric and adult contemporary soft jams that just didn't seem as interesting anymore. Yeah, right. I would I would kind of agree with that because and, and I brought this up with Jason when we were discussing what we were, you know, listening to and everything. And I, I said, I feel like you listen to something like a typical situation off of under the table and dreaming. It, the drums are crazy. They're, they're just amazing how it, it's it's keeping a beat, but it's adding layers to the melody and the emotion of the song. Um, some of the later stuff, he's he's keeping time. That's pretty much it. Um, but it's it just doesn't feel as dynamic as the, as the earlier stuff. And and it, it does seem to be that 2002 is like the tipping point of. That's really when I quit listening to Dave because I was a really big Dave fan from '94 to 2002. Um, but I, I yeah, it just I I think that's something to consider <laughs> when when critiquing Dave Matthews band. Yeah, there are some like I have to say say that this album came didn't this album come out the same around the time Mr. Deeds came out, the movie with Adam Sandler? Which one? Every day? Every day. Because wasn't I think the space between the video for the space between was like clips from the movie and I think the song was in the movie. It might have been. There's and, a song, a Dave Matthews song in the movie. I don't remember what it is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Space Between. And, like, as I'm looking at the track listing, I'm like, after a while, everything kind of jumbles together for me because I don't, I listen off of Spotify. So everything, like, sometimes it'll randomly shuffle and I don't, off the top of my head, know the tracks on every album. But right. um, When the World Ends on that, on Every Day, is definitely one of my favorites. But to be honest with you, uh, that's about it for that album. I mean, I can appreciate it as, you know, it it, it, it is part of them. Um, well, When the World Ends and Every Day are the only two off the album that I will really listen to. Sometimes when I'm feeling a little down, I'll listen to Sleep to Dream Her, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Angel is weird to me. I, Sometimes it catches me in the right mood, but not always. I have a um, note on Angel. Do you? I do. Because I went through and I, when things jumped out at me, I wrote notes down. My note, right. on, my note on Angel is, this is full-on contemporary adult rock. Seriously, Matchbox 20 was better than this at the time. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Well, in my point about Every Day, and I like that album, you know, as a musical album i guess but as a dave matthews album I, I just didn't feel like it had the magic of some of the older stuff but you know the song the space between i think is a 
pretty freaking cool song, but it could be anybody to me. It doesn't have to be Dave Matthews Band doing it. Um, it could have been Matchbox 20 doing it, and I would probably appreciate it about the same. But I, I still like the song. I mean, the, the, the songs aren't bad, but they're definitely more um, geared for VH1. I me. think the songs go from okay to bad. Like, The Space in Between isn't a terrible song, but for Dave Matthews it is. Right, right. Like Dave's past, like, kind of love songs, they had an edge or a beauty to them. Or if it was beauty, it had maybe a dark side, you know. But Space yeah. Between is not that. In fact, the whole oh. album could be kind of described as not that. So I- when I bought Every Day... I was still in college and I sold a philosophy book, textbook that I wanted to keep because it was a cool philosophy book. It had really awesome stuff. I wanted to keep it for my library forever, you know. I sold it so I could go buy every day on the release day. A little buyer's remorse on that one? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, no, no, no. This is yours. Go ahead. No, I, I was. Just, I have a question for you though. When you're ready. All right. I just I agree that that is like when classifying the albums from you know most favorite to least favorite. <clears throat> Every day is definitely, despite that the two three songs on it that I would listen to over and over again. <clears throat> the rest of it, you're right. It it's so generic. It doesn't have any of the flavor. And like when you were talking about uh, other kind of like ballads, love songs that Dave's done and with their little bit of an edge or darkness or slightly pornographic imagery. Right. <laughs> that, you know, the veiled imagery, whatever, which is kind of like when you're kind of like kicked back and you're listening, and you're like, oh, oh, you sick, you sick mother. You know, you're like, that's some crazy stuff to get in, you know things that you come up with but that was the space between was good but it was too vanilla it was not it was very commercial and and whenever i hear it now i just think of like the radio station star 105.5 and the fact that it was played like non-stop and you know and still comes up in the rotation i'm like this song's you know 14 years old let's uh let's put it to bed forever right it's right up there with like uh who was that meet virginia by train (laughs) (laughs) i hate those guys so a question bartender might that be the last great dave matthews song that's Uh, a good song oh good yeah i think that might be the last of the good ones see i liked and i i may have mentioned this to jason before i may have mentioned it to you too jen um, I liked off uh, Big Whiskey, blah, Big Whiskey and the Grugex King, the um, Why I Am song. I felt like that one was more of a throwback to old Dave. Um, but I don't know. Bartender's still better than that, I guess. When I was listening to this mix and the warehouse came on, I got like chills. I'm like, oh man, it just made me remember why I love this band so much when I was 20. And going to shows and seek up and minarets and like all that shit. I was just like, I was afraid that part of it was nostalgia, that it wasn't going to hold up, that I just had this like thing in my head that there's New Dave 
and then the old Dave is what's good, but it's only good because I remember it being good for the fun times I had. But when I was going back and listening to it, I'm like, no, this is solid. It's some All good shit. All this stuff is solid. And then the whole playlist went to shit. <laughs> well, I, I think I sh- maybe shared off the, the cast with both of you, but... Um, I really got excited about doing this podcast after, of course, making fun of Jen publicly for the last year um, for this and so many other reasons. <laughs> um, but I decided to just kind of approach it. And, and there's a really big thing we haven't talked about yet, which is Dave Matthews' perception as an artist as it stands in 2015. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Um I tried listening to the music uh, as I'm driving, as I'm in my kind of thinking time and going back and just removing, trying to remove as much nostalgia as possible and any perception of what I think Dave is or his fans or what his bands become or any of that. And um, Crash actually was very moving when I just kind of immersed myself in it because it's one of those songs that I've heard so many times and I've liked for you know as long as it's been around first time I heard it I liked it but it is a really intimate song and you know when you kind of get desensitized to it and um, dismiss it because of you know other various reasons or it's just nostalgia or you know whatever um listening to it as objectively as possible was transformative and i think i even said was as bold as to say like this this is making me change how i want to listen to music forever was that it impacted me that much during lover lay down yeah that's a good one too yeah my um and i was just looking at the track listing for a crash and i was just thinking uh, a song that i don't that i recall skipping over years ago that I, that popped up you know recently for me was called drive in drive out yeah and oh god it just so good i don't know like there's some things there's so much variation like obviously you know dave is dave but um just this you know catching things at the right time in your in your mood and the right time in your life you know um there are so many songs that just like um i'm trying for some reason it's just freaking escaping me i cannot i can one of my favorite songs of all time they're just kind of like um i I was married before and i when my ex-husband and i split up um at first I was excited about it. And then, you know, you get to like the realization, like, Oh, I'm now I'm alone. Uh, <laughs> this kind of sucks. Right. But there was a song and I'm, I, my addled brain cannot, I cannot pull it, pull up the name of the song. Um, Oh my Lost God. This stuff. No, no, it's a, it was, that was a, that was just a terrible joke. <laughs> no, Oh, but busted stuff was one of the ones I found um, in the last couple of years. I was like, man, this is a good jam. Um, hold on a second. I, I'm I pardon my typing. I have to Google it because uh, <clears throat> it's going to drive me. Um, 
nuts if I don't. Well, and while, I, I while like you're that. googling it, I got some questions for you. Can we do that? <laughs> I just found it. It's called Stay or Leave. And oh, that's on the um, yeah, isn't on, the that on his uh, solo. Yes, yes, yeah. it's off some. That's some a devil. good CD. Some it devil is. was legit. Yes. I don't know why some devil was legit while he was coming out with all this other stuff that wasn't so legit. But that song is great. I love that song. Yeah. So what were your questions? Well, do you think it's, it's off? To, it doesn't flow with what we had, but it. So Ralph, do you think he's truly replaced Leroy, or like, do you think the band is missing something since Leroy's passing in two thousand eight? I think it had. I mean, he can't be replaced. Right. He, he fills it. He he. Uh, I don't want to say he like fills a hole, um, because he's very talented, and but nobody has that that feeling that sound. It just soul. Yeah, it, just a soul, and there's so something to be said about putting. <clears throat> The history, you know, they're the band is they're together and they're they're making it work, but they're short. One of their, you know, uh, uh why do not I, I four members? Yes. Well, and two, it's like um, this isn't one of those bands where you know somebody leaves and they get replaced. Um, you know, they, they they he died. That's how he got out of the band. I mean, right. they're, they're not just people kind of coming and going and, you know, it's been 20 some years and, you know, there's three original members and some replacements who have kind of been accepted as, you know, the new members or whatever. This is the same dudes, you know, so that that's that is a big hole to fill. Right. It, it's big shoes to fill. And like I was just thinking, um, uh, Stefan Lassard, who's the bass player, he has actually been with the band since he was 15 years old. So, like, they heard him play. His dad was a classically trained musician, and so was Stefan. And they're just like, they heard him play. And for the first few years, um, they had to <laughs> they had to play early shows. They had to play in venues that didn't have a bar. Um, or if they had a bar, they would have to have their shows before 10 o'clock. Because then Stefan would have to leave. So it's just like, <laughs> you know, this kid, this guy grew up. You know, he's single-handedly the youngest. You know, he's younger by about seven, eight years for most of them. But um, just, say, like, these people are, from the beginning, there is no, you know, like you said, he didn't leave the band, he died. <laughs> and everybody else is, you know, OG. It's sad that he took Carter Buford's drumming with him when he died. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I I agree. <laughs> it, it it and it that's one of the biggest takeaways from your playlist, Jen. Um, a lot of the newer songs weren't again weren't bad songs. They're just songs, you know. And I feel like what happened to Carter because it just doesn't feel. And it may be. I, I was thinking about this too. It could possibly be that it's just it's a studio thing. It's a studio album. It's you know I'm sure he's still rocking it live, um, and he's playing all those old songs and he's playing them the the way he's always played them with all the the coolness. And I'm going to give you one name that's the difference. 
What? Lily White. Yeah. That was a that's bad the difference. That's the that's the difference right there. The production went all wonky after he left, and it was all of a sudden there's electronic electric guitars and terrible ballads with bad falsetto, and then the drumming was not atmospheric or polyrhythmic anymore, and it was just another backbeat. You're getting a little fun in in your music knowledge for me. Uh, because one thing I've always told Shen and the guy, other guys, is that I don't. When I listen to music, I don't. I either like it or I don't. Sure. And it, for it, generally, usually it's a lyric issue. Um, but I don't ever. I don't ever listen to music to critique it. Yeah. I listen to it at face value like it is what it is if there's like i i said earlier um the stand-up album uh i literally hate almost that whole album (laughs) and which is it's tough for me to say uh the year that album came out was the first year i ever saw dave live i didn't have the means to do so prior i don't think i have enough money to go see a band um but there's so many songs on this. The only song I like is Steady As We Go, which happens to be my wedding song. Um, and but every other song, this was such a politically charged album. And I'm not politically charged myself. Uh, um, Dream Girl was okay, but the rest of it is just like, I just don't like the sound of any of it. Two songs from the whole album and the rest of it can go scratch i just i like when i'm going through <laughs> the um playlist i'm just like Ugh, pass i just don't like it i just two like i said two songs just really weird but it, and it, i don't think the sound is a little bit different <sighs> i don't know steve lily white yeah i <sighs> What see, did you, what? This is funny because I'm I'm starting to see how this mirrors my love of Death Cab for Cutie because um, I I think their albums are still good but they are not as good as they were ten years ago. Um, I don't I don't think they've I think they've lost their way a little bit like that. I still like them. They still mean something to me and they hit me at the right point in my life where I connect with them still and everything. But if I'm looking at it objectively, meh. You know, they peaked in like 2005. Um, not not to dismiss their later career stuff, but it just that was where they hit their creative peak. Um, and then, you know, uh, Chris Walla left the band. He was their producer as well, and you really hear it on the new album. That's my newest my or my biggest complaint on the new album is the production value. And I've said it probably a hundred times on this podcast or over the last year. Um, I just don't. Uh, it loses something with losing a founding member who was also in charge of production each time. So I think that too, Jen, is maybe what I'm hearing as you're talking is this: this music means something to you, not because it's great or it's not from a musical perspective, but because it it hits you in your life and and makes you know an impact to you and matters to you just because of it you know <laughs> i don't know how else to describe right. it 
I think I anybody, anybody who has a favorite band, you know, like Death Cab for Cutie and Jason Fish, like you have songs where you're like, when you hear them, you're just like, oh, you know, the first time I heard this song, I was here and we were doing this and it just in you know it, it is part nostalgia but there was also something at the time it was more than just nostalgia at the time that really made everything click for you like you'll hear a song the song that i chose for my wedding song that the stand-up album came out in 2005 in 2005 i was married to somebody else uh was not going good but i heard um steady as we go and i was like if I ever get married again, that's going to be my wedding song. I picked my wedding song for my current husband while still married to my ex-husband. It's weird. It's but it's work just, sometimes. Yeah. And um, I just knew, like, it just hit me in such a way. Like, it, it's so profound to me that I actually have a printed kind of... Uh, I took some of the lyrics and they're written in calligraphy and they're framed on my bedroom wall. So it just means it, it, it's if you, you know, take get a chance, just listen to the words to, to it. And it, if it doesn't, you know, kind of epitomize like what marriage is all about, then I don't know what does. Just all these things, they hit you in different ways. There's um, songs that hit you and make you feel happy. Like every day does that for me. And would then, you say it hits you like a steaming pile of shit falling from a bridge overhead while you're on a boat? Uh, no, because I don't have enough money to afford an architectural boat tour of Chicago. <laughs> and for the last time, Dave didn't have anything to do with that. He wasn't even on the bus. No, that was Boyd's bus, right? I don't know whose bus it was, but there were no actual band members on it when the driver jumped. <laughs> I'm glad which, you brought that up. Which you could say was plausible deniability. <laughs> Drop off all the band members somewhere else. But I'm gonna need you to go dump this shitter. I don't care. Hundred pounds of liquid shit. Plausible deniability. Exactly. We had no idea. Yeah, but we're gonna fire that guy. And we're gonna get Jen's like, Jen's like, that was 2004, asshole. That's 11 years ago. And and then there, you know, there's some guy in his basement right now, still trying to wash off that stink. <laughs> <laughs> it just smells like granola and pot brownies. <laughs> oh, wow. Funny, like, you guys are talking about, like, the music sounds and everything, which I'm totally into, but then <clears throat> I'm such a creeper that I know so much, like, personal stuff about Dave Matthews that it, I mean, not, like, stalker-worthy, but... Just, like, his address, his phone number... <laughs> Where his kids go to school, that he kind of stuff. He didn't put any of that on the album like DeMarco did. <laughs> I, you know, have just, tea and coffee with him? Right. So, so I pick through his trash occasionally. It's trash. He's thrown it away. It's public. It's it's up for grabs. You got so like I, a twine doll of Dave Matthews made out of his tossed dental floss? <laughs> and I thought you were going to say his hair. I'm like, no, he hasn't any to spare. No, he doesn't. He's been rocking a comb over for at least ten years. Yeah, I will. I will say though, like you can see his evolution around the time uh, when he got married. In early, I think oh one, two thousand or two thousand one is when he got married. But any like 
pictures or footage that you see of him prior to then, he was rocking a wicked, wicked unibrow. And, and skinny uh, and had hair and skinny and a slightly his more music was better. <laughs> <laughs> Things were going great for young Dave Matthews in 1999. And then he met Ashley. That's his wife's name, by the way. <laughs> and uh, she, Jen's got Ashley's picture in the middle of a dartboard taped over Osama that. bin Laden. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got. Hey, I, I have a feeling that Dave Matthews, like personally, is a fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I think as a person he's like totally uh like granola hippie parent uh letting his kids wear crocs that kind of thing. <laughs> um but I always thought it was it was cute. I have twin daughters, so does Dave Matthews. Um Oh my god, kill me now. Do you feel right? like he writes the music just for you? <laughs> no. I don't, I'm not taking it that far. Um, but anyway, just there's. I just have this vision of you like the episode of American Dad when Stan discovers my morning jacket. <laughs> Jim James. <laughs> we are the imitator. Wait, what is it? We are the. What's the lyric? I can't. Yeah, I. Uh... Crap. Now you, you asked me too fast. Ask me slower. <laughs> what are the lyrics of the song? Uh wordless it's a wordless chorus, isn't it? I don't know. Um something like they are the imitators, we're the originators. Is that what it is? Something like that. <laughs> Close enough. It's like he wrote it just for me and then he flies on an owl. Yes. <laughs> I like the guy that was like $500 to buy a bootleg. (laughs) (laughs) And just him farting in a bathroom as he's hiding. Um, Wow. That went weird, but (laughs) just, I just want to, I just want to bring my, the creeperness around full circle and then we can go away from it. Um, There was a period in time where I used to have dreams about Dave Matthews, uh, (laughs) where (sighs) we would do good deeds. This is getting kind of Freudian. What kind of deeds are we talking about? Mr. Uh, Deeds. It was part of the soundtrack. We already covered that. (laughs) No, like working soup kitchens, habitats for humanity, uh, gathering canned goods for the for the in need. And and naked monkey sex. (laughs) Never, never once. Never once. Much to my chagrin. (laughs) You wake up like, damn it. There was Damn one it, dream. I was helping the poor again. <laughs> when I said missionary, that's not what I meant. <laughs> you generous bastard. Take your pants off. <laughs> there was one dream in which we came like uh, five inches away from kissing and Kathy and Jimmy broke it all up. It was weird. <laughs> uh, but anywho, back to the music. I no, know you guys this is much better than the music could ever be. This is this is great. <laughs> you're like now you've seen inside Jen's mind, and it's not good. And you're Jen, did you go to Dave the caravan shows? No, because at the time you had to buy. Didn't you have to buy tickets for all three days? Yeah. <clears throat> there was no way. 
How many shows have you seen? Are, am I, are you going to divulge that since I was asked three times how many fish shows I've seen? 62. Uh, not as many fish shows have you, as you've seen. I wasn't wait, 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 I wasn't wait, comparing dicks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good because I don't have one um, anymore. And <laughs> Sorry, I always have to throw that in. I don't know why. Weird. Uh, <laughs> um, no. I love this show. <laughs> I uh, anymore. I've only seen Dave four times because I am um, very firm in my belief that I'll only see him at Alpine Valley. Oh, that's a good place. That's kind of a weird thing, though. Did you see him? Did you see him a couple weeks ago? Yes, I did. Sweet. I was up there the following week for for a couple weeks later for fish, and I forgot to prepare, but I had the. Uh, arrest stats for both shows that we were going to compare. I was going to surprise you guys with it, but then my computer wasn't working before we got this set up, but I forgot. But it was pretty funny. All the arrest records for Dave at Alpine compared to the arrest records for Fish at Alpine. Can you summarize? Um, There was a lot of disorderly conduct and underage drinking tickets at Dave. Oh, (laughs) And there was way less at fish. But I also think there might have been way less people at fish. In fact, like a half. So. <laughs> Statistically, <laughs> right. they're about evenly matched. I, you know what's so funny? I um, I bought the tickets for day. As soon as I saw that he was going to be in Alpine Valley, I was like, oh, we're going. And then it just so happened to be the day before my husband's birthday. So I was like, hey, babe, for your birthday, you're taking me to see Dave Matthews Band. And Kelsey so was like, probably like, he's like, okay. Great. More dreams of the soup kitchen. <laughs> he actually, I don't know that Costa likes Dave Matthews, but Costa loves live music. He's a sucker. He will listen to any live music. He's like, uh, Jen, I'm tired of role playing that I'm the homeless man and you're giving me change. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to hear something funny? No. Um, I met my husband online and when I was scrolling through profile pictures, uh, he had Dave Matthews, po- Dave Matthews post wife eyebrows, like perfectly shaped, no unibrow. And I was like, "Yep, I'm gonna marry that guy." I'm marrying him for the eyebrows. Yeah, he has great eyebrows. Um, but no, my husband loves live music. He will go see any kind of live music. Like I told him, I actually bought those uh, Urban Block Party tickets. Yeah. From, um. Because I like Matt and Kim. And I told Costa, I was like, hey, we're going to go see the show. And uh, let me play you a song from the people we're going to see. And he was like, yeah, I dig it. So he will, he, he's on board for anything. Um, so, you know, we had bought our, God, we bought our tickets really early, like in April or something, right? Shen, do you remember? For Dave? Yeah. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Oh, long you time. went, to, you went, Shen? Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, no, Shen, Shen did not go. But Shen, uh, me, Shen, and Lisa have an ongoing Facebook Messenger chat that's been going for like a year now. Uh, at least a year. Probably longer. Oh, yeah, definitely longer now. Okay, uh, guys, I got it. I found it. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, have, I have what I was looking for. Excellent. So, any, any numbers? Give me an over-under for um, number of arrests. We'll start with that. 
we have two numbers here for Dave Matthews at Alpine. Number of rests and citations. So say, I'm going to set the number for a rest at 20, and you guys tell me if it's over or under. Well, I was going to say 20. Under. 17 arrests. Wow. Okay. And then citations. I'm going to set that at 100. Tell me over or under. 230. Under. 170. Nice. That was closer. So some of these citations, 23 for underage drinking, 71 for marijuana. You Dave Matthews people like to smoke the jazz cigarettes. Uh, 31 for possession of drag paraphernalia. And then here's the arrests. Carrying a concealed weapon. <laughs> arrest for felony battery to an officer. Arrest for resisting an officer. One couple for warrants. Three arrests for misdemeanor possession of marijuana. And then there was one on here for heroin. Now, the only thing... The 12 <laughs> drug arrests. Two of them felony possession of heroin. The only thing I could think of why someone would bring heroin to a Dave Matthews show is because they could only find that's the only way to get out of going with their wife. They're like, fuck this. We're going to Dave. I'm bringing my heroin. I'm going to get myself arrested. It <laughs> seems like an expensive. Uh, it's, it sounds like you're reaching to get out of that. Well, it's Dave. <laughs> so it's Dave in 2015, not Dave in 1998. Arrest numbers for fish. <laughs> seven. So remember, the Dave Matthews numbers were 17. All right, four. So, so the arrest numbers for fish, I'm going to set at, you know, what did we say? Uh, 10 20. earlier? We said 20. Oh, I did it at 20? Yeah, 20. So we'll do it at 20. Over or under? Under. Under. Over. It's 38 Over. arrests. 38. Over. Wow. What? So it doubled the arrests. There's a lot heavier shit. I mean, there's probably more than two people with heroin at a fish concert. <laughs> but anyways, so citations. There was 170 citations at Alpine for Dave. How many for fish? Over or under 100? Over. 133. <laughs> 62 of those was for marijuana. And only two of them were for underage drinking. <laughs> so I don't know if those numbers really mean anything, but I just thought it would be interesting to have a little discussion about that because Dave Matthews at its root um, is a jam band, was a jam band. At one point, they liked to actually improvise, um, you know, and Fish is still doing that. And, and the, there used to be a lot of overlap between the crowds, and I just kind of want to show like how they've kind of diverged in two completely separate, you know, ways. Yeah, I can, definitely. Um, I will say that while, you know, it, you want people to learn and appreciate uh, about your favorite band, like I, at that Dave show, I dragged along my friend John, which is alternate universe John Wesley, and I dragged him along, and he didn't even, I think he said he knew two songs. Um, I dragged my sister and her husband along, along with my oldest, one of my nephews. And the whole show, my sister kept saying, I want them to play Ants Marching. And I'm like, they're not going to freaking play Ants Marching. Will you just get over it? And then did they? 
when we got back to the car. <laughs> <laughs> she was so mad. I was like, what are the odds? They also played like best of what's around. But one thing that I was not crazy about this show was myself. Um, I drank, I drank way too much. And I was like kind of zoned out, but not in the way I like to be zoned out. And Usually, then you got a citation. Oh. Were you like a big-eyed fish? I was a big-eyed fish. Um, it was just weird because this year we got because I've tried like I've had tickets in the pavilion, I've had lawn, I've and then this year we did party deck. Well, Ooh, that's a fun time. No, I find lawn to be fun, more fun. I mean, party deck was great on account of the private bathrooms that was great and the bartender adjacent also great but there were also a lot of people who it was without like the crush of people around you in the darkness um you know what it could have also been the fact that you were at a dave matthews concert the fact that it was the first time i didn't get a contact high or deliberate one while there so you're saying you have to be stoned to enjoy Dave Matthews. Typical. Typical situation. <laughs> um, in the past, I have partooken? Partaken? Partaken? Yes. You smoke some reefer. Tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kids in the past cigarettes. Like, and also in the past, like, we were too broke to... We were... <laughs> when you're in the lawn seats, like, a, I wasn't spending $9 a beer, and B, if I left to get a beer, there was no way I was ever, ever going to get back to where I was. So you're just like, well, my, drink my, it. My concert stick is I get hammered in the parking lot before it and then use the concert to sober up. I've you know, that. yeah, I should have done that, except that I was with my um, sister and brother-in-law, and my brother-in-law and my husband and my nephew, they're all beer drinkers. So they just kept by, and because we were right by the freaking bartender, every time I turned around, they had to me another, you know, pint. I was like, oh my God, okay, <laughs> if I must. And I did. So. Well, are we ready to give uh, Dave Matthews Band Dinosaur Juniors? I think so. All right, Jen, you start it. I give Dave Matthews Band 10 Dinosaur Juniors, even though the entire stand-up album is pretty much garbage. I'm going to go with seven. Seven Dinosaur Juniors. I'm going to go with seven for everything pre-2002. And I'm going to go with a two for everything since. Ouch. So what does that average out to? Five. Five. All right. Because here's the thing about this playlist is I really enjoyed the first half of it. It was such a throwback. And the shit's good. People who make fun of Dave Matthews, it's not, first of all, it's not cool to like Dave Matthews. It hasn't been for a long time. Um, But the other part of it is, you know, the music does suck. But (laughs) it, it was really, really good at one point. There's a reason this guy is doing what he's doing and has had so many albums sold and has been the leader of, you know, concert revenue for however many years because there was some damn good songs with good intentions and good feelings and all of that great stuff going on for a long, long, long time. 
Well, I wonder too, because I some of the stuff I listened to from his newer stuff today, um, I was a little bit bored by, but some of it just it wasn't bad music. It just wasn't what I expect of John, Dave. You know what it reminded me of? What? Derek Webb. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know who Derek Webb is. That's because you didn't listen to last week's podcast. I'm sorry, I'm backed up on podcasts. Pod- podcasts? Podcasts. Podcast I. Oh, you I was just about to say that. <laughs> so what are you guys listening to? I haven't really listened so much um, since we last recorded. Um, I've listened to some Dave Matthews. Um, how about you Jason Um, well I don't know how to pronounce the name of this band but I've been listening to it like crazy Hiatus Coyote alright they um, they're kind of like a soul like the neo soul quartet um, from Australia some funky stuff going on there. Uh, they I, I, like when I just pulled it up. They're calling it multi-dimensional polyrhythmic gangster soul. <laughs> That's, That's a hell of a fucking description. If that doesn't yeah. make you want to listen to it, I don't know what does. And then um, it's nothing new. I mean, the the new he had a new song in, in the summer, but uh, Thundercat hmm. got that blood on the dance floor song. Them changes. It's good nope. stuff. Tip hop. Steve Bruner. Or S- Stefan Bruner. Like yeah. Kid Cuddy, Cootie, Cuddy. Kid Kudai. Right. <laughs> this is the third week in a row we brought that up. So that's what that's the that's the two things main things I've been listening to. Thundercat and Hiatus Coyote. I've been listening to I guess I've been listening to I think I said this last time though, but I'm boring. Um a lot of Father John Misty. Ever since I saw him at Lollapalooza, I mean, I've been a casual fan for last couple of years, but I really enjoyed his set at Lollapalooza. It was not what I expected. This, is Fleet Foxes still a thing? I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. They put anything out since since uh, Josh Tillman left the band. So. Oh, another band I've been listening to, and I linked you guys today is All Them Witches. But I feel like that'd be more up Robert's alley. Perhaps. It's uh some it's pretty psychedelic blues, rock and roll type stuff. All that you've been listening to Matt and Kim? I have been listening to Matt and Kim. I like to I like to uh warm up. Um and I've been listening to uh I, I'm I'm a fan of like some of the pre-made playlists on Spotify. Um, like I'll go in like every day they'll have a new one. Like today I was listening to all stuff from the sixties, uh, a lot of Buffalo Springfield and uh, um, just door, some doors. And there was, you know, every once in a while I like to get back there, a little Bob Dylan um, listening to, and see, I'm more of like, I like I'll go in jags where I like just songs and um and the tough thing about listening to it on Spotify is I don't ever know if it's new or if it's just new to me um 
There's a song called Budapest by George Ezra, which I like. Um, there, you know, there's some some good stuff. I I also listen to. This is one thing that Robert and I have in common is we listen to this um, atmospheric rock, and we listen to a lot of the same stuff. Spotify has some great. They're under their focus playlists when it's just like I need music, but I need no distraction, and uh, I dig that. A lot. I tried that. You you recommended that to me once, and it, I I wasn't in the mood. Yeah, you really. <clears throat> excuse me. I really like. Uh, I, I I need background noise, and I I'm not. Um, it's not uncommon to sometimes like if you see me, if you saw me sitting at my desk with headphones on. Sometimes I just have the headphones in. Like I'll go like an hour and be like, oh, I forgot to start a playlist. <laughs> I think you did that some at our old job. Yeah. 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 Uh, mostly at the old job was to keep people from talking to me. Yeah, I did that a lot too. I do the but same it, thing. It, it, having the headphones in doesn't stop people from talking to you. Well, when you, I got moved to a cube on the row before I moved over to your department, Jen, I I had to have headphones on or else people would bother me. Yeah. When you're at the top of the row, it's no good. No. Um... There's a song called uh, Lean On by Major Laser and Mo, and I just love it. And I know it's I know it's either from it might even be from last summer, but every time I hear it, I'm just like, yeah. And uh, I went through like a, a, a jag of like some kind of weird. I don't know, like Fetty Wap and uh, just like some weird, I don't even know what the genre is. Just kind of like rap, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was just kind of weird. It was like, I look at my, my playlist is like a <laughs> tree circles. <laughs> I allow, um, if I don't listen to my starred playlist, on Spotify, um, if I don't shuffle it, then I'll I'll often make a comment. I'm like, oh, I've hit a deep vein. I've hit a deep vein of Gordon Lightfoot in my <laughs> there. Uh, Alrighty, well, it's Spotify. been a slide. What are we playing out with, Jen? Uh, let's play out with you and me. Okay, that's on your list, right? Yep. So, were we too mean to you, Jen? Could we have been meaner? What do you think? I mean, it's not... It's not... Everybody's entitled to their opinions, and I'm not going to be offended if people disagree with what I have to think about, because it's just why, you know, I. it's art. You know, I can't... So, I'm hearing I wasn't mean enough. <laughs> <laughs> There's always next time. Right. But maybe it's because... Didn't I comment before that I enjoy fish? Yes. Okay. I got. I put. I, I tried to set myself up into your good graces <laughs> by listening to Rift. Oh, that's <laughs> such a good album. Oh God, it's great. And I was actually going to tell you that the song lengthwise, I love it. That's such an interesting choice, but I dig that <laughs> a lot. It's so weird. It's just like, I was probably like, 
I don't know, like eighth grade or a freshman in high school, the first time I heard it, it was my neighbor. She'd just gone to visit her cousin at college and came back with this album. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so crazy. And then I'm trying to tell my friends about them. They're like, what? That's not Snoop Dogg. Because that was the thing at the time. You said you and me, right? Yep. All right. Let's do this. Peace out, suckers. Good day, Jen. Well, for the Static Podcast, I'm John. I'm Jason. I'm Jen. And we're out. Something small Take what you need And we disappear Without a trace You can find the Static Podcast on the iTunes Music Store or at staticanddistortion.wordpress.com Like us on Facebook at Static and Distortion and follow us on Twitter at Static Distort.com